Two brothers, when united, form the Disney Majors, fighting the powers of evil with their mouths. Here's your hosts, Jake and Eli Hollingsworth. Hello everyone, I'm Eli Hollingsworth and I'm joined by my brother and co-host, Jake Hollingsworth. And hello everyone, and I'm sorry, I just hit the mic without even intending to. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, and but anyway, nonetheless, hello everyone, and that's it. welcome back to a Saturday. Yep, and we are back, and uh, you got to see us on the YouTube video again. Um, sorry that last, or that Tuesday's episode, I think we're just gonna do a video for every Saturday. I think that might work better. So, yeah, um, we'll just do a video every Saturday. So every Saturday you'll see our podcast episode, regular season episode as a YouTube video, as some of you are seeing it now. Uh, with Jake and I's microphones each, both of us yeah, have Yeah, I microphone. know I have a microphone, just for those who don't know. So exciting, so now you can hear both of us equally. We each have our own little space that we can, uh, you know, get as close to the microphone as we want. And we have some new lighting. And I have personal space that I can move my arms as much as I want. Looks like I'm flapping my arms, though. Yeah, we have this light here, we have a green light, and we have a blue light. And this light back here, too. The green light because I'm evil. Uh, and so, because these are the colors of our podcast, blue and green. Oh. That's why. He gets um, blue because he's the good guy, and I get green because I'm the villain. Anyway, yeah. So, we have some news to go over. First of all, no way home. No, 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 no. What is this Black Widow news that you mentioned yesterday on the Loki episode? I've been waiting to hear what this tease is that you, that you said. So what's the... Start with the Black Widow. I've been itching to hear this. What did you say? Really? Yeah. Well, okay then, sir. Might as well just go on and say it. So, in case you guys didn't know, the Marvel Entertainment YouTube channel has been going quite nuts recently because Black Widow oh, is... Black Widow coming out and they're coming out with a bunch of different behind the scenes like clips and feature X and all the accompanying you, you stu stuff yeah fine. fine all right what what just keep talking so and then so they came out with this thing where scarlett johansson took a rapid fire quiz and the cast oh, of I black widow was I... asking her questions about the movies she actually did pretty good she knew all of them really of course but there was one question that stood out among the most and this is the thing i was talking about yesterday so okay. One of them, I forgot which one, asked them, asked her, does Black Widow come back in this movie? And Scarlett Johansson's response was, what? No, of course not. And so that was the, so that was a tease that got me going, huh. And it actually got me to raise an eyebrow, like, hmm. So this so, was, was this something that other people were talking about too? No, 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 no one else noticed it. I was actually the one, I was actually me being the smart one oh. noticed it. That's not that a tease. No, that's not. Wow, that was extremely disappointing. I thought it was going to be like something teasing, something to come in phase four or phase five, but no, like. You got your house way too high for that. So that's the thing. No. Could Black Widow be coming back? I highly doubt that. No. That would cheapen Endgame. Said they did do that. So I don't think she's going to come back. She was literally saying, no, she's not coming back because this movie is a prequel. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's almost like post credit stuff that they could do. Yeah, but they're not—they're not gonna bring Black Widow back. No, of course not. That'd be—that'd be dumb. So that's—that was like one little tease. I mean, well, maybe there right. could be something there, but we don't know. 
So that's one thing. So then, of course, we have the No Way Home stuff that just dropped yesterday. Well, it is, like, it, some stuff got leaked out, and it was some insane thing. Of all things, it was Lego. And yeah. it's revealed that Spider-Man has a new suit, which I think I'm... Which I hope... You, I think you guys might show pictures of this in the podcast. Hey, are, no, are you? No. Not in the podcast. Uh, you mean on the video? Yeah, in the video. Maybe. So like so basically, in case you guys don't know, basically there's a new there's three new suits going out. Of course, it's a Far From Home suit from Far From Home. That suit's gonna be in the film. Then we also we have a new Iron Spider suit, who um, which is basically the same from Infinity War, just restructured to be red, black, and gold. Which I I know some people don't like that. I actually think it looks quite cool. I actually kind of like it. Yeah, I think it looks looking pretty good. There's also the black and yellow suit, which I don't think it's gonna last for very long. But now that's but also that also looks pretty good, I will admit. And then another thing is like, those are all the suits that they revealed. And also they revealed Doctor Strange in one of the Lego sets. And so basically everyone's thinking that with the marketing for this thing, with these new suits being leaked out, something it seems like the trailer is inbound at this point by now. The trailer has gotta be coming soon. Oh yeah, and then there's so yeah, well, I mean, there's the thing, yeah, that there's that they're saying that the trailer might be coming out soon, and so I think, all right, so we have something that just came out today, right? Yeah, um, we do have something that came out today. Some photos of Tom Holland and Zendaya. So let's, ta- let's talk about this. So, so you may not have heard this. We didn't notice until recently, and so apparently, one thing that's very interesting. Sorry, that's very interesting. What's happening over there. Um, nothing. None your business. Um, something that's been going, making the rounds. So, in case you guys didn't know, there's been a ton of rumors. This happens all the time. Whenever Spider-Man and his main love interest get cast in a movie, there's always been, there's always rumors that they're dating. Like, it happened with Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. Although, those were true. They were dating around the time of Amazing Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. That's the one time it was true. And so, but, they, I think they broke up at one point. And so, the same thing was happening again. It was rumored that Tom Holland and Zendaya, or Zendaya, however you want to say her name, were, were dating. But they had always yeah. denied them for years that they were not dating. They were just friends. Yeah. But it wasn't until today that some this mean person photographed them kissing in a car. And it's been making the rounds ever since. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, they can't deny it there anymore. There was a leaked picture of them kissing in a car. But, I'm looking at, okay, so I'm looking at the pictures right now. The first one is of them. Tom Holland, I think. No, he doesn't. Uh, so t- they're both like making a goofy face. They're like, ha, they're smiling and very jokingly, very goofily, sillily. Like they've got this really goofy expression on. And the next picture, like Tom Holland is kind of smiling and he's like, he, he, you know, he's like touching her chin. Um, I think this is not real. Really? I don't think, okay, I don't think that was a real kiss. Because so there's two pictures. There's the one of them kissing in the car, obviously. And then one before that, they're like smiling and looking at each other. And then they're like, and if you look in this picture of them kissing, he's kind of like smiling. Well, we'll go up. There's another, there's another picture of, of the one of them actually kissing. No, by the way. Oh, there's, uh, oh, where, where? Uh, wait, slide down. Right there. Yeah, so apparently, oh, like, wait, yeah, so they actually do do it. Wait, uh, still, mm, he still looks kind of, I think this might be a joke. You think it's a joke? I think, think that 
There you go. Tom Holland and oh, there's a video. I think that Tom Holland and uh, and there. Um, yeah, so there's there was video apparently. And so now is that now everyone's just being like, oh, maybe they are dating, which everyone, which I don't know. Maybe they, they think that they're doing. There could be something. I don't know. Something seems a little fishy there. Like looking at the pictures, all of the pictures you've seen, looking at that video. I think, um, I think, yeah, I, th I think that might have been them joking around. <laughs> I think they might be trolling us, honestly. I mean, that, that, looking at the pictures, looking at the, the video, well, the video, I mean, you know, I think they might be joking. I honestly think that they're joking. Really? Like, I, yeah, I think they're, I think they're trolling us. Yeah. Uh, cause that, I mean, you know, they're really goofily looking around and, and I saw that, uh, and they're, you know, I, I, that definitely seems fake to me. I think, yeah, I think that's a joke. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Anyway, uh, that's that. Uh, we went, we forgot to talk about, so, big news, Disney actually went in and changed oh. the ending of WandaVision. Oh, oh, that, yeah. This is not, it's not as big as you think it is, but they actually- that's Disney, it's Marvel. They actually went back in and, and added something. They added something floating down. So, to... so spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the end of Wandavision, there's a post-credit scene in the final episode where no, we come in. No spoilers. Where we come in on Wanda's house and um, we see her making tea, and then she goes. So, actually, recently, for some reason, without telling anyone, Marvel added in Doctor Strange floating in, or not Doctor Strange. Somebody. They added in something floating in. Uh, floating down to Wanda's house. So if you look in that first opening shot when they're zooming in, well, it's all one shot, but <laughs> the first part of the shot when they're zooming in on Wanda's house and um, there's, there, you see the lake and they're going in, you see these mountains in the background. If you yeah. look in the upper left corner of the screen, or that's the left side of the screen, you could see this invisible thing floating in to um, Wanda's house. Well, I actually have something to, uh, to say about that. What? I just learned recently that that actually is not Doctor Strange. Ooh. Or anything, or Vision, whatever. Because that was actually seen in the original version of it. It was like some kind of glare thing that they edited out. Uh, like, like, Cause like, no, if you notice, as they zoom into Wanda's house, it disappears. As they zoom into it, that little glare thing. So it was really? just a glare that they had forgotten to edit out. Hmm. And who said this? It's some like some TikTok user, I think. A TikTok user. Hmm? Yeah, but like he—that's what he said. Uh huh. TikTok. All right. Yeah. You know TikTok's where we got the Wellerman. That's where the Wellerman became popular. Yeah. I. Mm -mm. I don't believe that for a second. Really? Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. That is definitely a person. I don't care what Mr. TikTok says. Um. His name is not Mr. TikTok. Huh. Okay. So who is this? Is he a Marvel executive? Is he... No, he's not even from Marvel, I don't think. So, so then why are we believing the word of this TikTok user? I don't know. We'll just listen to Lil Hick later. Mm, mm -mm. No, I think I'm not... Mm -mm. So this is just this random guy's opinion? I think... Uh, no, I think it could be official, maybe. Mm -mm. No, I do not believe that. I think... No, that is totally Doctor Strange. No! What? No! Okay, so then... According to Mr. TikTok... If they edited out a glare, that's reasonable. So then why would they go and add it back in? Huh? 
Why would they go and add the glare, the quote-unquote glare, back in? And why does it look disoriented? Like, if they're trying to... Okay, so there's, like, a glare on the screen, okay? And they try to edit it out. Marvel has incredible visual effects artists that would make it seem incredibly seamless. Have you seen what they've done to Samuel L. Jackson? Which I know you have, that's a dumb question. But you've seen what they've done to Samuel L. Jackson, and you think, or Mr. TikTok thinks, that they can't edit out a glare on the screen and make it look seamless. <laughs> Mr. TikTok thinks that it's a glare and just, it's an editing error. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Mm -mm. That's Doctor Strange. That's interesting that someone would try and cover it up, but I think, yeah, I think that's totally Doctor Strange. I mean, it could be, we don't know or for it's sure. Not, it's, it may not be Doctor Strange, but it's definitely someone invisible floating down. And you can see kind of a cape if you, uh, if you look at it, that like Doctor, it's definitely a person who is invisible floating down to Wanda's house, which is very intriguing. It's very intriguing yeah. that they would add that in after the episode was already released. And after they already discussed how Doctor Strange was removed from One Vision. Yeah, because Kevin Feige was like, oh, we don't need some white man showing up. So if Doctor Strange was black, then you'd have him come in? No. Uh, I still am a little bit annoyed at Kevin Feige's response to why Doctor Strange wasn't even in the... Whoa, we've been talking for a long time about this news segment. Want to wrap this up real quick? Uh, so yeah, that's we got a lot of news things. So now it's probably what's our main topic, which is uh, another Disney Parks deep dive. And oh, today yeah. we are doing Rise of the Resistance, baby, as you can see by the title. Uh, yeah, so Disney Parks deep dive, Rise of the Resistance, and one of Jake and I's personal favorite rides of uh, actually one of it's our favorite. Yeah, yeah. right. It's our favorite. Yeah, it's our favorite. You should know ride that. at the parks um, because. I mean, why not? This thing is just a technological just wonder. It's like The Lion King, except The Lion King, the live-action remake Lion King. That thing was a technological wonder. Like, they like they did so many advancements in technology. It's just sad that it had to go to a live-action remake, a CG animated-to-look live-action remake. Yeah. A remake of an old video game remake. Really? Yeah. Some people uh -huh. describe live action, the live action Lion King, as a remake of an old good, of an old video game on a new platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, the stuff that John Favreau, and then this was on the path to him doing the volume, which they used for Mandalorian. And now all Star Wars projects are using that, and that's why Mandalorian is delayed because Obi Wan Kenobi is using all the sets right now. Well, they all, and then they made three more. Well, they made three more, they said, right? Yeah. So then why can't... Once you, one, well, Ant-Man Wasp is using some. Yeah. So the volume, which is now just going to be, I think it's just the future of film in general. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I think everyone's going to be using I it I mean, it's the, step, it's the next step, but Lion King, they use it for a shot-for-shot shot remake. The Batman also used it for a few scenes. For a few, like, a few different... For a few scenes. Oh, the Batman? Really? Yeah. So yeah, that's the future of film. But Rise of the Resistance, however, does not use the volume. 
so nope. Uh, that's kind of pointless, but it is a technological wonder because it has the most animatronics ever in a Disney ride. Granted, most of them are in that first little bit where you're when you open up and you see the stormtroopers oh, just standing there. Ugh, ugh, all the stormtroopers are standing there as you walk out of the space. That's the resistance transport. Yeah. Uh, granted, most of them are in that part, but still, it has the most animatronics ever. Wait, are, are they real or are they animatronics? Oh, I don't know. They could be real people uh, that just never move. Well, they move their heads. Well, they never take breaks. Yeah, well, that's like the problem with people. You have to give them breaks. Yeah, I mean, that's why animatronics were invented in the first place. Because Walt didn't want to have to hire people. He's like, you have to give them breaks. Because you have to give them breaks and they, they could like, not show up. Yeah. That'd be funny, like, that'd be funny, like, you're on, like, you're, like, there, like, where's that one guy? Yeah. Where'd that guy go? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's humans can get troublesome. Unreliable at times. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's how human beings look. But this is a very great ride. It's definitely the best Star Wars ride that Disney has ever made. It's better than Smuggler's Run. It's also better than Star Tours. Yeah, which Smuggler's Run... I didn't. I didn't think it was really the best thing ever. How dare you? I mean, you know, it was fine, but uh, I mean, and it's cool, and I'll and I'll ride it every time. But um, I mean, it still felt a little underwhelming, considering all of the stuff they hyped it up to be. Because, um, like, I mean, it just wasn't as immersive. It wasn't as immersive as say Rise of the Resistance. No, I will. Like, Rise of the Resistance is yeah, so I will immersive. I agree with that. But like, yeah, like right, like Smuggler's Run isn't really a ride. It's more like a video game that, <laughs> yeah, it's like a really expensive video game. Yeah, it could be basically considered that because it's it's like a game that um, is like just has a bunch of more props to it. So yeah, um, yeah I agree with that. Smuggler's Run was a little bit underwhelming, but um, it. It, I still enjoy it. I mean, it's still a fun ride. I, I, I love it. I love the ride. But it, it was a little bit underwhelming. And Rise of the Resistance, however, they hyped it up to be the greatest thing ever. And it was. It was absolutely amazing. It was... Or it is absolutely amazing. It's not was. It is absolutely amazing. It's really just so immersive. The experience is just unforgettable. Yeah, it's definitely, especially like, especially on the first time you ride. Like I remember you, my, my own. If you've ridden this ride once, which that's a big if because of the whole boarding pass thing, which is crazy. Yeah. But if you've ridden this ride, you'll never forget it until you're a hundred years old, in which case you'll forget it. But yeah, the first time I rode this thing, I remember my mind was just like completely blown, like how they did everything. It was definitely like a definitely big, big, big thing. Yeah, like I mean, it's and also it's unforgettable because if you ride it, then. That's a that's a big experience in and of itself because of like we mentioned before the boarding pass. The boarding pass thing ruins it definitely for me because like, it's so difficult to get on. Yeah, it's the most difficult ride to get on. That's a joke that I made because um, I remember like when we first wrote it, it was like around like because they opened it around Christmas and that was also when we first wrote it in like December time frame. I remember I made a joke about this, about like saying it in tune of it's the most wonderful time of the year. I think it's some. I think I. I think I remember. I don't remember how I did it, but I think it was like something. I'm not gonna say it right now, but it was. I remember making a joke. That I don't remember. It's sad. I'm sad. I don't. But the point is, it's a really great. It's a really great ride. You don't. You definitely want to try and ride this, even though the boarding pass thing is a 
pain reader. Yeah, I think it's the longest ride too, isn't it? Yeah, it's the longest ride. I think it's like so. It's it is really long. They had, but there's also a bunch of budget cuts from what I heard. Yeah, there and was. we all know who's responsible for that. Budget Bob Iger. Oh, oh, Bob Iger. Yes. I thought it was Bob Chapek. He was in the Oh, sorry, not Bob Iger. Bob Chapek. I was like, I thought Bob Iger was good. Not Bob Iger, Bob Chapek. Okay. Chapek. He's so annoying. Mm. I thought he was going to be good. No, he's not. He cuts the budget on everything. Yeah, he's, he's... Yeah. I mean, you know, he has the same name as our past CEO, Bob Iger. And then... I mean... I think once we get... Because I was going to say... It doesn't feel like we're making history here in Disney's time. Um, uh, no. Because, like, you have, like, Michael Eisner, and then you have Bob Iger, so it's like Michael Eisner was the one who nobody liked because of all the stuff they did. You know? Everyone despises him. All Disney yeah. fans And just then Bob Iger was the one who was responsible for kind of bringing Disney back and fixing kind of everything. Um, which I think I'm not too mad at Michael Eisner because he was CEO when we got the renaissance yeah which is i think is the best era of disney movies um because i don't i think the two best ones in my opinion are the silver age and the renaissance yeah those are probably the best one i i vote i personally vote renaissance and revival era but yeah because i don't like the revival era as much because it's like a new modern disney so it's whereas the ones in the 90s were just timeless classics that just were classic after classic after classic. And that was just like the perfect storm. Yeah, um, I guess I can see that. Which no, and this then, year, and in the Silver Disney Age, Disney all year. of them are like some of the most remembered films of all time. Cinderella, Peter Pan, Alice in Wonderland, Jungle Book, yeah. uh, uh, Sword in the Stone, although I don't really like Sword in the Stone. Well, now Disney's on, remembered. Disney's on a downturn now for sure. With what's because yeah. cool. like that's like some this ugh, I can't talk. That's like something that's normal for Disney is they'll go on a good stuff, like a really great streak, like a, be like a hot streak for one for ten years and then they'll start to go down. Yeah. This 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 time period there's definitely Every ten years period. they'll they'll have, they'll have like a hot streak. In the next ten years it'll just be they'll just put out the worst stuff ever. We'll have to see with Encanto. Encanto. Yeah. It all depends on Encanto. If Encanto's, Ryan the Last Dragon was pretty good. Yeah. That, that it's still like a little bit too modern for me. Um, even the modern stuff. I know. Seriously. Because like, Disney's known for being timeless, and now they're just following all the trends. They're yeah. Just, they're trend chasers now. Trend chasers. That's dumb. Uh, but before, like that's how they started. Was they just totally revolutionized the industry. Oof. And now they're just getting a little bit too trend chasey for me. Um, yeah, it's really, it's kind of annoying now. And well, to all the trends that are popular nowadays. Yeah, like with the whole fireworks show thing, where they. Oh, that was awful. That was that was the so worst. So guys didn't hear. So recently. So recently, Disney reopened their happily ever after fireworks show, and they had the same announcer guy. But the kicker is that's gotten everyone talking these past these couple days, past two days, I think, since it's being open. Other than the fact that people were crying and happiness when it came back, and I think it's a little extreme. But the thing is, they took away the part where it says, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Happily Ever After show, or something like that. Instead, he's just like, welcome, dreamers. Like, he can't address anybody by their gender anymore, apparently. Yeah. And that has gotten everyone, that has that has gotten a lot of people talking, like, because he's just going woke. 
Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Is, yeah, it's, it's very. Um, it's just it's just so annoying too. Like you can't. So you're saying that we can't be we can't be defined by our gender anymore. Yeah. And that's literally how God created us to be yeah. man and woman. We're not supposed to be anything in between. Yeah, like yeah, because exactly. I say, like, the stuff that people are saying is like I think the stuff that's happening now, everything is wrong now because everyone's. But it's like, oh, you need to be who you are and and follow your dreams and and be whoever you want to be. Follow your dreams, right? And I say. <laughs> you should follow your dreams right that's, what, that's, what, that's what Dylan said. I remember I talked with Dylan. Dylan was like talking about how he doesn't like Disney Hunter. Like always saying, follow your dreams. And he one time said, follow your dreams. Because yeah. his main point is he doesn't like what some of the Disney movies teach and what some of the Disney films are about. Like, for example, Coco. You know, that's not Disney. That's, he didn't the, like the message of that one? He doesn't like it, like the, how, like, like, like the culture that they do. Like, the, the, the dying. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like the whole dying aspect. Anyway, it's like, like, it's like um, I, I say, because Disney's like, oh, you can be the whole thing with the gender and transgender, the gender and transgender, the gay and transgender, and like all that, you know, new woke stuff. You're like, you need to be whoever you want to be and own who you want to be. And I say, don't be who you want to be because that, don't be who you want to be. That's wrong. Be who you are. Take who you are and own that, and be proud of that. If you're yeah. a boy, you're a boy. No, if you're take, a man, be proud that you're a yeah, man. Yeah, be proud that you take pride in the fact that you're a man. If you're a black man, take pra- take man. pride in the fact that you're a black man. If you're a white man, take pride in the fact that you're a white man. And women, if you're a woman, take pride in the fact that you're a woman. Take pride in the fact that you're a black woman, white woman. Blue woman, purple woman, polka dot man, polka dot woman, whatever. Yeah, take pride in who you are <laughs> and own that and not be who you want to be. Because that's, the more they, they claim that this is all empowering, it's kind of less empowering. Because they're saying, you know, be who you want to be. You just, the line between boys and girls and gender is getting so blurred because everyone's like, you can, well, if I want to be a, bo- a girl, then I should be allowed to do that because more power to me. But then that's less empowering because then if I, that's, that's allowing me to be like, you know what? I don't like being a boy. I'm gonna be a girl. And that's less empowering to me, like because then I'm not owning who I am and I'm just allowed to be whatever I wanna be. And that's just, I think that's wrong. Nobody else does, but I'm just saying like, that's that's the common sense. So it's, it's, I can see that. It's wrong. Like I say, that's, that's what my whole thing is, is don't be who you wanna be, be who you are and be proud of who you are. Yeah. If you're a janitor, Perfect. That's what. Without our janitors, we don't have our actors. If you're an electrician, if you're an electrician, be happy. If you're, you're making a hundred thousand dollars a month, and then you have LeBron James making two hundred million a month, and he's complaining that his team lost the NBA. Perfect. Without the janitors, there's no. There's without the guys, you know, even the the, the, little, the little bit. If you don't have a, a massive paying job, which is you know the Democrats saying everyone needs to be equal. Um, you don't have as high of a paying job as somebody else. Well, perfect. You know that's that's what you're. That's who you are. You're a janitor. Yeah. Well, you know I'm the I'm the little guy. LeBron James is making so much money. Well, guess what? Uh, that's what LeBron James is meant to do. You're meant to be a janitor, and you should be proud of that fact that you are a janitor, and you get to help and serve in the way that only you can serve as a human being. And um, 
I just think it's less empowering now with Disney and all the big movie studios where they're saying they're, you know, you just be whatever you want to be. You should be who you are, own who you are, and take pride. Not, not the pride, but take pride in the fact of who, in the way that you are. And I just don't think that includes being gay, being trans. Trans. Um, I think, you know, I, I just don't think that is, um... I just don't very think important that's like, you guys. I mean, I just don't think that's, you know, right. Anyway, that's Opinions with Eli. Opinion of the day about the current state of the world. Hope you enjoyed it. Eli's opinion of the <laughs> uh, What are we supposed to be talking about? Rise of the Resistance. Um, <laughs> so if you wanted to hear about Rise of the Resistance, then I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we, well, we talked about it a little bit. But yeah, so, you know, it's a great ride. Oh. Yeah, it's an amazing, it's a phenomenal ride. So I'd definitely 10 out of 10. It's amazing. I wish I could ride it, but the 40 pass. Yeah, the 40 pass. Chaypack, we're coming for you. You know, I'm going to take a picture of Chaypack. I'm going to blur his face. I'm going to post it out to Twitter and I'm going to say, You're next. That's so extreme. <laughs> <laughs> Don't follow in LeBron James' footsteps, Eli. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're going to have a podcast that fails. And you're going to be complaining because... Yeah, because the, you... podcast, the podcast episode didn't get as many plays as the last one. And I'm like, Oh! And we're and there's children who are starving in, in Africa. Yeah, LeBron James. And you're living in uh, in Beverly Hills in the gated community in two hundred million dollar mansion. Well, you're making two hundred million dollars a year. Yeah, LeBron James, sit down and be in, humble in your white supremacist community where you're making more money than our parents are. Anyway, um, anyway, and our parents are white. Anyway, <laughs> in case you couldn't tell. Okay, anyway, uh, that's enough of this politics, whatever. Yes. Uh, this politics. Let's all be free from the politics and just take a load off. Yeah, let's take a load off, flush it down the toilet. So to talk about Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So now, without further ado, let's get into the sponsorship. Oh yeah, baby. Alright, we're back, and we're ready to discuss our movie of the week, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Next up in our Disney lineup, because if you didn't know, we're going through all the Disney feature animated films that have been released. Oh, And this yeah. is the final movie in the package era. Finally. And, uh... We finally finish it, I don't have to suffer anymore. What about this? Huh? Boom. Like that. Very yeah. beautiful. Right? Great. So, we finished the... What? We finished the package of films, finally. No more suffering. From here on out, we'll actually be watching real movies. So happy. Now, Eli, what's the status of the company at this point in time? Uh, state of the company... We don't really need to do a state of the company. It's the same for the package era. Nothing's really changed. They're earning money back, obviously, because of the package era, because then we move on to Cinderella, and um, we move on to Cinderella, and everything gets better. But um, Smoldering intensity. Uh, so they're earning money back, you know, whatever. Walt Disney is still the CEO, obviously. And, uh, our behind-the-scenes nugget for the day, for today, is that this was originally supposed to be a feature animated film. Uh, the, or at least the Mr. Toad part, I think. What? Um, so, and Walt Disney acquired the rights and I th think, 38, um, because it was like a book. Uh, The Wisp of the Willows or The Wind of the Willows or something. Uh, and so we acquired the rights in 38. But that didn't come out until 1949. Exactly, yeah. But because of the World War, World War II, it was scrapped. And it was later redone with um, with 
uh, the Ichabod Mr. Toad, this Pacajara film that we see today. Oh no, um, I've been framed. That's what he says in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so that's our behind the scenes, guys. That is that that's our behind the scenes nugget. Is that originally it was going to be a feature animated film, but it got scrapped because of World War Two, and then we got it later because it was one of the many ideas that was supposed to be before World War Two that got reinvented. Like fun and fancy free and um, Deca- what's the recovery? De Caballeros. Um, it's not like three caballeros. So I don't think it's three. No, three caballeros and saludos amigos were not ideas that Walt had before the World War. Okay, they were specifically done because the United States of America was like, hey, let's try and make amends with South America. So then, they, so then if they join World War Two, then they'll be on our side. That's, and Mexico is Donald loving people. Mexico is what? Donald-loving people. Uh, <laughs> Donald-loving people. Okay, yeah. Because I think go. we're the only country in the world that has Mickey as our primary mascot. I think every other country in the world has Donald, right? What? Really? Yeah, I think so. I think we're the only country. I don't know. And then every other country has Donald as their main. Well, I think actually, no, Mickey is a pretty prominent thing. So I, guess. I think other countries um, is Mickey. Anyway, yeah, so that's that. And Ichabod and Mr. Toad... I actually do enjoy this um, uh, film. I, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. I think the Ichabod part is better than the Mr. Toad part. I don't really care for the Mr. Toad part all that well. All oh, that really? Much. You don't like the? You don't care for the Mr. Toad part? Eh, not really. It's not. Really, it's not. I don't, it's not really anything real interesting that's going on. Sure, well, yeah, he gets, there is. He gets. He's. He loses his mansion. He gets put in prison. This is. He lost his mansion. Yes! Did you, were you not paying attention? I was paying attention, I just didn't catch that. So yeah, what? it is a little bit hard to understand. So what he did was he traded his mansion for the car. And then um, the guy framed him for selling him a faulty car. And so that's why he got Mr. Whistle? Mr. Winky. 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 So he, Winky. He's, he sold Mr. Toad the car in exchange for toad's mansion and then he framed toad for selling him a faulty car and so then toad gets put in prison and him and his little evil organization with the weasels get to run you know they get to go wild with the mansion yeah um i understand that now but so yeah does it seem boring still well, I mean, there's not, there's not, wasn't really much. It's sure it's interesting that he got framed and whatnot, but still, it wasn't really that exciting, though. I mean, granted, it was like, granted, granted, I know this is from a, this is a movie from the, this is a short from the forties. Yeah, I understand they call, that. They label it as a thriller on. Disney it's not Plus. really a thriller. If they want to make it now, it would be a thriller. But yeah, I know. Man. I feel like this would be a good. I have some ideas for like a live action remake of the Ichabod, um, short. Like you could make the Ichabod like a horror movie. Ichabod could be a horror movie, totally. Like he it would be called like Ichabod. This... Ichabod versus... No, it would be called Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. That's... No. Ichabod versus Headless Horseman, Dawn of Scare. Hmm. No, that's... Uh, okay. First of all, that's a little, maybe a little bit too lengthy. And second of all, mm, it's not like a battle. It's not like the whole movie. It's not like Rocky, <laughs> where he's like... He gets in the ring, and he's like, Bam! Bam! Get out of here, Headless Horseman. It's... They're not fighting. Maybe it's Ichabod... And Headless Horseman race, because Ichabod's just running away from him the whole time. 
No, that would be boring. But I mean, so the live action remake could be like, you know, that has potential, but they're not ever going to go. But is he never going to be that horror movie? They're so. never ever going to go R because of the little kitties. Well, that would be weird that they went R, so. Well. I mean, they made Mulan PG 13. Yeah, there's, and Cruella was PG 13 as well. Oh, oh really? Yes, yeah, so. That'll be well, because PG because nowadays never... nowadays PG thirteen is the new like PG. Yeah, I guess now you don't have before to... before people were like skeptical even of PG movies, and then that was like PG thirteen a few years ago, and then now PG thirteen has kind of become the new PG, I guess because yeah. now PG because now I PG guess. is like totally down there. Like if a movie's G or PG, those are kind of grouped together, and then PG thirteen is still. It's now becoming more in that... It's becoming more and more, like, kid-friendly. Live-action movies are usually PG-13 or R at this point. There's well, sometimes there's Colton, a few PG. We had Colton. He was, like, six, and he's seen all the Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. That's right. I have a friend named Colton. Because, like, we've grown up to where PG-13 was bad. Stay away from PG-13. PG-13, bad. Yeah. Okay, then, point of story. Driving us back to Ichabod and Mr. Stone. Miss, Mr. Stone. Mr. Stone. Mr. Toad. Agent Mr. Stone. Toad. I honestly feel like they needed to put something a little more exciting in there. I know it's from the 40s. Um, the whole people. thing is like, th the whole finale where they're trying to get the deed and the guys are like throwing knives and swords at them, which yeah. I question how they have an unlimited amount of knives and swords on them. Yeah. Like they're like throwing swords just constantly and they don't run out. But like that, you don't, you don't call that whole final sequence exciting? Not really. It's way too, it's way too silly for me. Like it's like they're trying to get the thing and they make a joke out of it because they're like running with the thing. Boom, which is the exact same thing from Jungle Book, which we'll explain later. If you notice that there's, in this scene where they're chasing the, the whatever, the deed thingy, the paper thing, uh, sorry. Then like, he's running it and with it, and then the guy gets hit in the head. A lot of those animations are the same from Jungle Book when the monkeys are running away with Mowgli. We'll explain that on the Jungle Book, epi book episode and explain why that is. But yeah, my point is, like, they, they get a little too silly. I mean, that's a problem, but still... Whenever, whenever I see action stuff, I prefer it to be a little more serious. But in this one, I understand that it was for a, a little younger audience, I guess. Well, sort of. But still, like, yeah, I thought it could be a little more action exciting and whatever. Okay. So look at me. I sound like Dylan. I do think the world building is kind of interesting because... Really? Like, you literally have, like, humans and, um, humans and, and people, or, and animals in the same, like, room talking together and the, and then the animals are talking and the humans can understand them and i thought that was interesting i was like well that's a little bit <laughs> you know okay odd. another thing i have another complaint they never explain it a criticism like, i have this movie is they call it the adventures of ichabod and mr toad but they're never on screen together. yeah they never interact together i found that weird especially when i first watched it like you call this movie ichabod and mr toad and yet they're never on screen together yeah. I think it's weird. So why not just call it, it could, why not just call it Ichabod and Mr. Toad and take out the adventures part? Well, they're saying that each of them have an adventure. Yeah, I get that. But still. Like, this is Ichabod's adventure, this is Mr. Toad's adventure. Okay, now. Or vice versa. Mr. Toad's adventure, yeah. I mean, I just didn't really care for the Mr. Toad part. Ichabod, I don't, Ichabod is better. I, feel I thought like. the Mr. Toad was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, You know, Mr. Fun. Toad is a fun character. Like, he's just very, you know, uh, snobby and, and almost a little bit crazy. Uh, he's very, um, you know, uh, he's, uh, oh, I, I, I'm trying to think of the word. It's the word, like, uh, he's, 
uh, I forget the, what the word is, but he's very, you know, like, he's obsessed with cars and going fast. He's a, uh, a speed junkie, I guess. Speed demon. Speed, speed demon. speed demon. I guess that's what you say. You know, he really likes cars, and so that's what gets him into this whole mess. He's reckless, you know, he's just a, he's just a fun character, um, and just yeah, a very vibrant one. Like, he sticks mm. out. Like, if you, if you were to take all the characters from Ichabod and Mr. Toad, well, the Mr. Toad segment, like, the one that sticks out is Mr. Toad himself. Like he's just he's just very like his his character just pops. Um, he's a, he's a very interesting character. Uh, well, not interesting, but he's like he's just nah, very vibrant nah, character. Like he sticks out. Um, he probably has more character to him than Ichabod does. Well, actually, I don't know. They're they're they both have a lot of character to them. Like Ichabod has a lot of character too, and and uh, Ichabod is kind of almost he's kind of evil. I would say a little bit like. If you're defining hero villain, Ichabod is is kind of villainous in his own in his own short. Like he's kind of the villain of his story. Like I know Ichabod the villain. Is... I know the villain is supposed to be Brom Bones, kind of. But I feel like Ichabod is more of like a nasty character than Brom Bones. How is. so? How was he described? Because Ichabod, he's sitting there, and so they just des- and so the the girl that he's in love with, um, obviously all the other men are like. Having a huge crush on her, and it feels own. like that she's the only girl in the town because, like, whenever all, she's going out, there's no other women to be seen, and all there's all men there. Mm, there's no other women in this town. No, but you don't see them. Which I think yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. It's like the scene from Spider-Man Three with Emo Peter Parker, but it's reversed. It's just all men instead of women. No, there was other women in the town. There was other women in that town. Um, yeah, no, but you don't see them whenever um, the girl, the little girl, whenever the girl they let Ichabod and the other guy like comes. So in. anyway, so she, I mean, obviously all the other men have a crush on her. She's designed to be, I mean, she's not ugly, obviously. And uh, Ichabod, uh, no. Ichabod is like, so he's thinking about her when he's sitting in the school and he's thinking about her. He's not thinking about um, his her school? character. So he's not thinking about her looks, which you shouldn't be thinking about a girl judging a girl based on her looks anyway. No, um, but. He's not even okay. So you should really find your your mate based on their personality, not by how they look, in the first place. But he's not yeah, even thinking about how they how she looks. He's thinking about how her dad owns a lot of land and has a lot of money, and that's why he's in love with her. It's because her father has a lot. Has of a money. lot of money. He wants them. That's he's in it for the he's in it for the cha-ching. Yeah. He, so, you have to, so you have to be very careful about that, you guys. So, so like, he. He like literally is, is not even liking her for who she is or what she looks like, which you shouldn't. Again, like someone what they look like, but he's not even liking her based on who she is, just on how much money her daddy has. So, and yeah. he's also just like he's just he's very he like steals her from Brom Bones, who obviously like, I mean he's like he does some pretty mean things to Brom Bones. And... But still. I find way more. I find Ichabod's way better than Mr. Toad. Mr. Mr. Toad is a little. Like I mean, if the if the movie was titled "The Adventures of Brom and Mr. Toad," then Ichabod would 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 be the villain of that story. Would, would definitely be very evil. He's a better villain than Brom Bones is because Brom Bones, poor Brom Bones, poor Brom Bones. He's like trying to get with this girl that comes into town. He's like, oh yeah, I want to get with her, and then Ichabod comes in. He's like. He, like, steals her from him and just for the money. Like, yeah. 
now granted, who knows what Brom Bones was thinking if we if the movie was about Brom Bones and we maybe got to see more of his thoughts and maybe maybe if he was sitting at uh, at home thinking about her and he was just thinking about the money, who knows who knows what Brom Bones was thinking, but um, he definitely got robbed and I feel bad because I mean. You know, Ichabod. Well, Rumble, you shouldn't feel too bad for Brumbo because Brumbo did get get her at the end of the movie. They got married, so you don't need to get. Oh yeah, bad. they did, and I think that's why. Like, I mean, that short, that short, you don't like realize really. Uh, like when you're watching the movie, the short of Ichabod and Mister Toad, I mean, of Ichabod, just Ichabod short. When you're watching it, it doesn't really, it doesn't really stand out particularly too much unless you're like really thinking about it. Um, how, how really kind of not the most, uh, heroic or, uh, what's the right word? Not the most, like, uh, amazing Ichabod is. Like, you don't think about how he's not the most amazing main character. Like, he's not the nicest guy. No, um, he's not. And I think if the movie ended with him escaping the Headless Horseman and marrying the lady, what's her, what's her name? I forgot her name. Um. Then you think they wouldn't have a good ending? Then I think with that ending, then you would have been like, wait a minute, but he's not very nice. But at the end of the movie, he gets killed, well, supposedly. Supposedly he dies. By the Headless Horseman. And, uh... I just think he becomes becomes the Headless Horseman. Yeah, I think that's what they had set up with their song, which I can't find the songs. If I would, I would play them here. Um, Here, hold on, maybe I could find them on YouTube. But if they... With the song, he's like... They're like, the Headless Horseman's looking for a head... Uh, they're saying that Headless Horseman's looking for a head, and it doesn't seem like he claims Ichabod's head. It just seems like he kills him. Yeah. And then, which I mean, I guess he kills him because he makes it, because he makes it across the bridge, like the, because he makes it across the bridge, then he kills him because he's like, well, I can't get his head anymore. Well, who cares? Um, so maybe... So let's see if we can find Ichabod Crane. Well, so I want to say that I think Ichabod is a lot better than, uh, what's his face? Mr. Toad, because Ichabod, I don't think it was interesting enough because, like, because of what he was doing. Because yeah. I think Ichabod was interesting enough. More, it's, so, I think he had, I might think he's a human character, as for one thing. He just kind of, like, always just, like, walking around. So, yeah. Hey, wait, hold on. There we go. There you guys, you can hear it now. So yeah, that's that's Ichabod Crane's song. Ichabod Crane. I really like I really like the music from Ichabod Mr. Toad, or uh, well specifically the Ichabod short. There's not really much music in the Toad. No, there's short, no music in the Toad short. I don't but um, I really like the music from the Ichabod short, like the song about the headless horseman. Yeah, that's, that's really a really good. catchy. Song. Headless horseman is a defining thing in this whole thing for me. Headless horseman defines the Ichabod short. Well, I mean, because this is based off of I think. Because the actual story is Ichabod Crane, you know, becomes the Headless Horseman, 
because he gets his head shot off by a cannon or something. I believe Ichabod Crane is is the headless horseman. Um, but yeah, like Ichabod, like that's like why I find this be- this thing because like Ichabod Toad is fine. He's a little generic, but he's fine. But Ichabod Crane, I think, is a much better character because I think he's like um, he is interesting enough. <laughs> I'm looking up on Google. Is Ichabod Crane the headless horseman? And one of the things that pops up is, is Ichabod Crane the hero of the story? That's what I was saying. Like, he's not exactly the, the most heroic person in that story. Like, Brom, if the movie was titled The Adventures of Brom Bones, The, the Adventures of Brom Bones and Mr. Toad, then <laughs> Ichabod would definitely be the villain. Yeah. The... Ichabod's, yeah, my point of the story is, like, Ichabod is probably better. Because he is, because I think he does become the headless horseman, maybe. The schoolmaster Ichabod Crane is fleeing on a white horse pursued by the headless horse. Is holding a pumpkin. Um, yeah. So uh, does he? I don't think he. I don't know if he. I does. think I thought uh, the headless horseman. I thought the original story was that Ichabod Crane was the headless horseman because he got his head shot off by a cannon. I believe that's how. It no, works. that's actually not how it works. I think the story of the headless horseman is that he was some soldier who got his head shot off by a cannon, and he rides around looking for his head. Yeah. And then he's holding a jack-o'-lantern. And then he finds Ichabod Crane, then he kills him, I think. Yeah. I think um, that's how the story goes. Yeah, so... Uh, later on, the people of town research the stories of... of the, they conclude that Ichabod has been carried off by his villainous scepter. Okay, so... I don't know. There really is... Uh, what? Oh! Some people believe that the Headless Horseman is Brom Bones. So you see the guy who's in love with that girl? Yeah, Brom Bones is the main guy of the story who Ichabod's competing against. He's the main villain of the story. So some people believe that he is the Headless Horseman, which would be... That's an interesting Yeah, I, think that, I could see that, I guess. Uh, but I don't, I don't... I don't know. Maybe he is. Is Brom Bones the Headless Horseman? That's a good question. Uh, because, I mean, obviously... I think it might have led to that, maybe. I don't know. Because then that would take away from... Okay, actually, you know what? I was going to say that would take away from, from his Brom Bones' more heroic, innocent character. But that's actually better because then that makes him the villain of the story. Who, who Brom Bones? Brom Bones. Now he's fully the villain of the story because now his intentions have become... Yeah, legal. and then he decides to go off and become the Headless Horseman to try and well, no, kill the guy. It, I think it might be more in the terms of it's just a trick. Like, it's oh. not, the, the Headless Horseman doesn't really exist. It's just... He did it. There you go. Let's go. It's just he did it just to have an excuse to kill Ichabod. Yeah. Like so that takes his intentions, which are kind of innocent in the actual movie. And I say, I still say that he would probably make a better main character than Ichabod. Um, and that it takes his intentions, turns them lethal, and therefore I think that would make him a better villain if if they would have confirmed in the movie that he was uh, the headless horseman. Or if they would have it revealed in some way. Um, because, yeah, then that makes him the villain. Like, I mean, he, he straight up kills the guy. Um, yeah, that one makes sense. It's like, I think it's, it's like the Ichabod died. They don't state it. Yeah, they, well, I mean, they, they, they say that there's rumors that he could have survived, but... Um, but no, that, they don't show that officially, I don't think. No, so... I he's, think... he's another spirit claimed by the Headless Horseman. Yes. Um... So yeah, that's that's an interesting theory that Brom Bones is the headless horseman. I think that's very interesting. Um, 
I think that's definitely sound, and I think that would yeah. help the story. So because Ichabod, the story has headless horsemen. That just immediately solidifies why this is better than Mrs. Doe because the headless horsemen. I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean that's like the defining thing of this movie is that the headless horseman is in it, and that they um, that the headless horseman actually shows up at the end. Uh, and so another thing I felt with the story that was a little off was that uh, Brom Bones is like. Oh, I'm gonna tell him about the headless horseman. So then he gets scared, and then there's he's like, because he knew that Ichabod was a very superstitious man, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, uh, thanks for letting us know that now near the end of the short. Yeah. Um, because the whole time he hasn't been superstitious at all, and so all of a sudden they're like, oh, by the way, Ichabod is incredibly superstitious, and so I was like, yeah. So, okay. I felt like that was just them being like, okay, so we need to have a way for Ichabod to be scared of the Headless Horseman. So guess what? Surprise! Ichabod is superstitious. Yeah, I think I could see that, I guess. And so I felt like that was like <laughs> a bit shoehorned in and like squished in there. Like they're like, oh, we have to get this in, so we're just going to get it out. By the way, he's superstitious. And so it didn't really fit to me. I felt like they were just like not really. <laughs> I feel like they didn't really set that up well. <sighs> um... So, I definitely was like, that was not very... Sorry. That was not very well set up, uh, so then it could be paid off with him. So, if they would have... Yeah. So, there's a couple things you could fix here in the story. Make Brom Bones confirm to be the Headless Horseman. That would help him as a villain. I think about dying. Make his transition to the lethal uh, intentions of his actions. A little bit more clear. A little bit more, yeah. Like, like make that yeah. transition to the killer a little bit better to where like i don't know ichabod does something extra and that just sends him over the edge because he's not particularly at the lethal stage by the time we see him in uh he's not he's not like when he's in the tavern that's not exactly uh, at the point that wouldn't make sense for him to be at the point where he'd be willing to kill ichabod yet yeah um, yeah so if they would have kind of fleshed out his turn more that would be good and then confirm him to be just hoaxing just doing a hoax and and tricking Ichabod so then he could just have an excuse to kill him um that would be that would make his turn and make him more of a villain too and then with Ichabod set him up in the beginning to be superstitious and have him be superstitious throughout the whole thing so then when you get to the end it makes more sense and it's more paid off than just oh he's superstitious and then he goes out and fights the headless horseman yeah, it's like he spills some salt or something, and then he like sprays salt on his head or something. I think that's like a superstitious thing. Um, like just set it up throughout the whole short there, and then, cause I mean with these ones like Fun and Fancy Free, Ichabod, and Mr. Toad, they're they're a little bit better because the stories can be a little bit more fuller and fleshed out, and everything can be more set up and paid off properly. Like the story just works better because they just decided to do two shorts, and so they're longer. Um, so each of these are like about 30 minutes, 30, 35 minutes. Uh, and so the Ichabod story, uh, the story for what it was, it's, 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 it's fleshed out. It, it's not as fleshed out as maybe some aspects could be, but it still works within what it is. Not, not really any of it feels rushed except for the whole Ichabod salt thing or not salt thing the Ichabod superstitious thing. Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah. Yeah. So there was, that. there's a few things you could fix here and there in the story. Um, but overall the story is, is, is well done for the time frame that they put it in and it doesn't feel 
like, you know, awkward at all. Uh, there's just a few things you could fix here and there. Um, but yeah, I really like the Ichabod short. I like, yeah, I'd better. say I like it probably better than the Toad one, too. Yeah, it's yeah. Cause I, just, I just don't really care for this. I don't really care for this one as a whole that much. I just, but I just do think that the Ichabod one's pretty good. Yeah, I like the. I enjoy the, the little nice little twist that he dies at the end. Um, yeah, that's a nice little twist. Says Mister Toe where he still survives. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So I'd give this one. What did you give this one? Um, I still like I said. I don't really care for this much, but I do enjoy the Ichabod one enough to a good extent. So I'm probably just gonna give this one a five percent. Well, a 5 out of 10, sorry. 5%, wow. 5 um, out of 10. I'm going to give this one a 7 out of 10. I really like it. I enjoy it. Um, I mean, I don't really like it, but I enjoy it. I, it's fine. I don't have really any really, really major criticisms with it, except for, you know, it's not one big full movie. Um, and we're going to see that up next with Cinderella, which is our next film. Finally. We'll so get back we have films. The package are officially. Yes. Bye-bye. See Goodbye. you Goodbye. Never watching them again. Yeah, and so now we're going to move on to the Disney Silver Age, which I said I said earlier, um, this is one of my favorite eras of Disney, uh, next to the Renaissance, yeah. which, I mean, Renaissance everyone can agree Earth. that the Renaissance is just amazing. Um, so, yeah, we're really moving here. We're, we're getting somewhere. Moving right along, yeah. yeah. Silver Age, here we come. Cinderella. So, um, you guys stay tuned for that one. That's going to be great. So, yeah. Coming this Tuesday. So, yeah. keep an eye out for that. And with all that to say, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to go watch Eli at Hollywood Enterprise and watch me at JBHTV as well as at Minecraft Madness, Hollywood Gaming, Movie Major's YouTube channel, and 3 as have a team all on YouTube. You should go follow us on Instagram and check out the X Files podcast and have with Eli Spencer. And we'll see you'll, you'll hear us real, real soon. We'll see wow. you hear us real soon.